0: polar bear day i see that <laughs> and An- anosmia? anosmia
1: awareness day what's
0: that um, <laughs> are you going <laughs> to i
1: am uh,
0: partial or complete loss of sense of smell a uh, oh, anosmia that's, That makes sense and it's very timely isn't it okay uh thanks covid for making us all why are we just getting that word now i feel like we should have done that two years ago
1: yeah, that's a good point. Well, I feel like we probably always had the word, but now we have an awareness day. You know That's what I mean? true. Mm. Weird. Well. Right. You want to intro yeah. us? Sure. Welcome back to Mid Midwretched, friends. Welcome back. It has been a very long time.
0: We have missed you so, so hard.
1: We really, really, really have. We really have. <sighs> uh, so... We're out of practice, obviously, and... Yeah, it's going to
0: be extra awkward compared to, like, the normal <laughs> level of awkward that we have. Yeah. But we're going to get back into the swing of it, I promise. We, we um, So, heads up to our listeners. We're not going to do a case right now. I think we just... We want to give you a little bit of an explanation about where we've been, why mm-hmm. we've been, um, and so that you know how much we missed you, and that we yeah. did not just fall off the face of the earth.
1: Right. Um, and also to talk a little bit about what we're going to kind of, how we're going to frame things moving forward a little bit, right? Like, some of the timing change and stuff that we're going to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, so where have we been? Well, I'll go first, because mine's a bit easier. Yeah. Um When we last, when we last left our friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, not terribly much has changed, um, Murder Beagle is still snoozing right beside me as always. Yay. Um he was so in August he was given 6 months to live. So we are fucking rocking it right now. Mm-hmm. Um little beagle boy d- could give a fuck about the diagnosis. Yeah. Um so he has tumors on his heart and his spleen. He was officially declared to be in congestive heart failure. But this little boy does not care. Mm. He is getting the zoomies every morning. He is going for walks. He is hounding things around. He has bad days. There are days he jumps on the struggle bus and is stuck there for about a week. Um, But otherwise, he's good. Things have been otherwise pretty stable for me. Um, We sunk a lot of money into getting Murder Beagle where he is, and I'm perfectly happy with that. (laughs) which is a big
1: deal for you because you are a scrooge (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) but yeah no other than that just things are little blips and little blumps here and there in my life but otherwise still working still rocking I launched a new Instagram project so if anybody's interested go check out Divergent History
1: I love it Instagram If you want to learn oh you're who started following me hold on oh i feel like such a penis now (laughs) i was like who's this you
0: saw all the posts that i posted
1: (laughs) because i sent them to you for copy (laughs) i know i suck okay i'm following you back now Uh, all right (laughs) but
0: yeah so if you want to learn about mental health through a neurodivergent lens the history of mental health and psychology through a divergent lens uh
1: check it out it's super cool and now i'm a follower but before that, I was the copy editor, so <laughs> it's, it's an awesome project. It's really cool.
0: Uh, but that's about it for me. I'm living a life psychologizing, neuropsychologizing. Yeah. Hanging out with a bunch of apraxic kiddos, and it's the, ble- the best. Yeah.
1: So what about you? Uh, my life basically completely fell apart. Yeah. Um, And I I feel like probably, and I feel bad and kind of guilty about it, but, like, I know that the degree to which my life fell off the rails has had an impact on your life too, you know? That's fine. As my best bud, yeah. I yeah. know it's fine, but uh, I think it's still worth saying. I'm not going to say too much because I'll cry, but, you know, I love you and I'm a- so grateful and other mushy things. So... Uh, Sending you hand hearts. I love hand you Hand hearts. So much. I love you too. As I sit on my clean floor. <laughs> <laughs> which you cleaned for me. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> they need a backstory <laughs> they obviously they do so uh as our listeners remember probably if you're coming back to us if you aren't coming back to us and you're brand new hi hi this is a weird point to start up but hi yeah maybe choose some, uh, something else and come back to this if you're this is your first time um so in the spring we i was pregnant and uh, we talked about it quite a bit on the air mm-hmm. um and everything what we didn't talk about was that in July, um my baby was given a catastrophic diagnosis um, of a birth defect called a congenital diaphragmatic hernia, so um obviously, we kind of tried to continue like life was normal, and like you know, I was going to work and doing the show and everything, but uh life was not normal uh life stopped being normal on July thirtieth when I got that diagnosis, so um, what that is, and I'll I'll spare the full, like, crazy explanation, but, um, basically, uh, CDH, congenital diaphragmatic hernia, happens somewhere between 1 in 2,500 and 1 in 4,500 live births. Um, the exact number is kind of unknown because so many of these babies, uh, don't get diagnosed until, unfortunately, after they are born, um, -hmm. and die, uh, relatively quickly. So, um, And also, like, a lack of good prenatal care sometimes precludes pregnant people from getting that diagnosis in time to make other plans. So um, we got that diagnosis in late July and basically started a very long road of um, medical consultations and trying to make different plans to, you know, figure out what we were going to do. So, you know, we had one consultation at a preeminent children's hospital in the Midwest, Um, and their EMBO was more like, uh, termination or palliative care. And my whole thing was like, if that was, if that's what every hospital said, then Mm -hmm. we, we would make a decision on, you know, one of those two routes. Right. Um, but I just had this hunch that that's not what every hospital was going to say. So I poured myself like my whole self your into whole, whole Oh, my gosh. Into researching every ounce of information I could find on this disease and found um, a center for CDH care in St. Petersburg, Florida, led by a doctor whose success rate is uh, 95% survival.
0: Amazing.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, the figure that is usually kind of pushed around is that overall um, CDH has a 50% survival rate in developed countries it's closer to 70 um but there's survival and there's quality of life yeah so uh what dr Kay's at um johns hopkins all children's hospital in st petersburg florida basically was able to give us was not only a 95 uh, percent survival prognosis but a prognosis that would also be a pretty normal life mm-hmm. so we basically uh, picked up our entire lives, <laughs> Coke Zero, hit the pause button on everything, moved to St. Petersburg uh, for four, what is now four months, to uh, finish up my pregnancy. We moved on at 35 weeks, and she was born at 38 weeks, uh, 39 weeks, actually. Shoot, I was induced on 38 and 6, whatever. Um <laughs> We're going to call it 39. Yeah. Um, So we we just picked up everything and went down there. And um, the wonderful thing is that she survived. She made Mm it. Um, Yeah. It was a long, really long, really scary haul she was on. Uh, She was basically born um, and had to be immediately resuscitated, immediately intubated, Within six hours, she was placed on ECMO, which is a heart-lung bypass um, life support mechanism that Mm -hmm. takes all of your blood out of your body, oxygenates it, and puts it back in. It's an
0: amazing machine.
1: It's really, really, really incredible. Um, She was on that for 16 days, and then she was on a ventilator for um, five or six days, CPAP for uh, several weeks, and then now she's just on um, wall oxygen in an oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. She's had two surgeries, one to correct the uh, missing diaphragm, which is what CDH is, and I should have explained that at the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> and then one to correct her stomach so that she can eat. So now yeah. she's learning how to eat. Um, we do have, a, she's a feeding tube, and she's on supplemental oxygen, but she mm-hmm. is Otherwise, a normal baby. Uh, We were discharged from the hospital last week Mm -hmm. and we're going to get to move home really, really, really soon.
0: I am so excited for you guys to be home. I am so excited for your baby to be home. Me too. For your family to be together and for you to get returned to some sense of normality. Because, guys, when. Mix or when Tommy says, You're that mixed. They, "I know, I, I, I have to get used to this whole thing." I know. <laughs> when Tommy says that they picked up their whole life and moved, like they picked up their whole life yeah. and moved, and it was whatever they got to do for this baby. And let me tell you, she's beautiful, she's Thank amazing, you. she's lively, she's got some personality. Like she does, really. I think that's what's amazing is, again, like that quality of life, like aside from like her medical needs, she is bright eyed and happy and active Mm -hmm. and I cannot wait to see her.
1: (laughs) It was a really beautiful thing when you came down to see us when she was in the hospital. Um, But I know it was also really hard. Like it's I've been reflecting a lot about how hard that was. I, I feel like now that we've been discharged, I'm feeling a lot of my trauma so I've been yeah. texting my therapist <laughs> but um, you have the best therapist oh my therapist. gosh she's amazing I just am obsessed with her um but like now that I'm kind of on the outside looking mm-hmm. in back at it and looking at pictures and stuff like that, I realize how extreme it is like how extreme it all was mm-hmm. you know yeah. and then I yeah. kind of remember like you coming in and obviously being like in shock I don't know what I don't know what you were feeling but it was obviously overwhelmed
0: it was yeah I don't 100% know what it was because I don't know what I expected I think I knew what I expected and I knew I expected to see the NICU room and all of that but even still you know I I work in early intervention and I work in pediatrics and I know all of that stuff but It was, I don't know, it was jarring, and I was worried for her, I was worried for you. So I was supposed to be there, like, the week after she was born, because your (laughs) induction even got moved back.
1: Yes, it did. Yes, it
0: did. But the way things worked out, I ended up landing while she was in surgery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so all of that was just very, very crazy, and I'm so glad I got to be there. I'm so glad I got to be there for you, for Esther, murder husband who is amazing and wonderful
1: but. <laughs> yeah me too I mean it was like yeah it was really unreal to like get out of the uh, wheelchair and like turn the corner and there you were I'm like everybody get you a best friend that would fly across the country to <laughs> be with you as you like change your entire life to save your baby like that's really just <laughs> just about the mark of the mark of it you know I'm pretty sure there was just like several hours of just like just random bawling <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, There was. There was. And yeah, I just I can't I don't even think I could like put to words like what the last several months of life has been like, like dealing with the diagnosis while trying to like go along with my normal life here in Indiana Mm -hmm. was crazy hard. Like, you know, I'm at work like pretending to be a normal person. And um, while I was up, you know, pregnant up here, it was like I would just crave situations where nobody knew about The baby's diagnosis because I could feel normal, you know? Yeah. So like, uh, and I could just be like a normal, cute pregnant lady and not somebody dealing with like a complete crisis Mm -hmm. all the time, you know? Um, and now I feel like what's so great is like, we're going to get to come home, you know, this week and my whole little family can be back together because, um, my now four-year-old stayed up here. Um, I've been going back and forth a lot. She came down a few times for the holidays, stuff like that. But, you know, we haven't been able to all be together. We haven't been able to, you know, be a normal family. And and we're going to get to do that, you know, relatively normal with a, you know, a medically complex baby. But, you know. Yeah. I don't know your four-year-old has been
0: struggling. And she's a strong, strong kiddo. But she misses you.
1: Yeah. And everybody has their limits, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really miss her. So I'm just like... Made my life back. Like, we barely got to, like, dig into this house even. Like, we bought this house, and then everything just kind of, you know, went crazy and and everything. And and we can get back. You know, and so, like, the last few weeks of the hospital stay, I started to think, like, I could really get back on the horse of doing the show again. Mm-hmm. Because I started to feel like I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it really took until, like, the they started talking about the word discharge for me to really believe that we would ever make it out of the hospital, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And 76 days, and she made it out. So um, that's a lot of uh, cafeteria food. That's a lot of... (laughs) (laughs) A lot of grilled cheeses. It's (laughs) a lot of grilled cheese. It's a lot of crying. It's a lot of Lexapro. It's a lot of... It's just a lot. It was a lot. So... um, Yeah, but I'm just really, you know, so that was why it was kind of important to both of us, uh, but definitely to me to do this little mini so to talk about where we've been, because it's like, this project, like, means a lot to me, and it's a, you know, a big part of my life, and kind of my identity at this point, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And it was, like, never, it was never our intention to stop doing the show, it was our intention to go on hiatus, kind of while... Mm -hmm you know, my life figured itself out, but we weren't able to really say like how long that hiatus would be. Yeah. Um, but now I feel like, like here we are, you know, and we talked about ways to make it a little bit more, you know, feasible for us mm-hmm. to do, you know, and kind of starting off with every other week Yep. instead of a weekly episode and who knows that schedule may change down the road. Um, yep. but if not, then, you know, we'll just make it, make it work the way that we can. And I'm just like, really, 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 really crazy thrilled to be back. So
0: God, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah, I think we're going to make a couple of changes to make things to help us ease back into stuff and mm-hmm. make life livable. Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I know for both of us, this, I don't know, it's, I don't, I feel dumb calling it, like, a self-care thing, because, like you said, it's, like, kind of part of who we are now. And it's yeah. part of, like, you know, it gives me life in a way that a lot of other things don't.
1: Yeah. I um, still want a mid-wretched tattoo. We're still doing it. Oh, we're still doing it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all that to say, like, we're back. We're, we're back. back. Feels good to be back.
0: So um, good. I missed... I miss doing the show and releasing the show and getting feedback and mm-hmm. all of that, but I mostly just missed my Sunday chats with you.
1: I know! <laughs> I know. And it's like, I mean, we talk pretty much every day in one way or another, but it's still, it's not the same as, you know, mm-hmm. getting to see your beautiful face.
0: My, my like three pixel face right now because my computer is a <laughs> yeah, like The quality
1: is not great, but <laughs> you still look like a goddess to me
0: oh so many so many attempts to buy a new computer and they just have not panned out (laughs) Mm. yeah that's annoying uh yeah so yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep on going we're gonna keep on trudging through if we're late on an episode if we miss an episode bear with us
1: yeah so uh we've had this little interim what have you been doing true crime wise while we haven't been recording
0: So I feel like, you know, after we kind of started our little break, I was like, oh, well, let me just like plunge myself into all the true crime possible to fill a void. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And I did that. And then I kind of like, it was one of those things where it's not like totally burnout, but I feel like I needed something different. I needed something Mm -hmm. bigger. I'm a very systems person. Yes. And so where I found my mind wanting to go was the bigger systemic crimes. Mm. I came, became obsessed with Elizabeth Holmes. Mm. Um, I, you know, I, send you, I sent you that missionary podcast, still obsessed so with that. So interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah, these bigger historical things, also like current contemporary, you know, issues facing kind of disabled communities mm. and you know less represented communities and how kind of crime and trauma is perpetuated there and actually mm. kind of my next case which was suggested by a listener um, kind of sent me down a whole thing like I've always been very interested and kind of really devoted to disability studies but this kind of really sent me through that way mm. and then during the last six months <laughs> <laughs> a lot just politically being very interested in things yeah. so i think if you guys hear a lot of weird like higher level systems or political cases from <laughs> place, don't be shocked yeah um yeah i have one that has actually been on my list for a long time but i think now is the time i just need to dive into
1: it oh cool All so
0: right. yeah
1: that's exciting yeah. What about you? Uh, you know what? Like, honestly, I think one of the big reasons that we, I needed the hiatus was that I just was so like entrenched in my own tragedy that I didn't have the bandwidth to deal with anybody else's tragedy. Yeah. Um, so I definitely kind of took a snoozer. Um, and it was really hard for me to. Well, it was uh, because I was like straight up depressed. It was really hard for me to get into <laughs> pretty much anything. Um, Mm -hmm. other than Grey's Anatomy and me and my husband would just like kill a season of Grey's in like a day (laughs) while we were waiting for the baby to come so um, yeah it was kind of really hard to to really like just put myself in a space where I could be in somebody else's trauma but my own Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, and then like more recently I guess I just that little spidey sense started to wake up and tingle again Um, (laughs) I don't know what it is about my hormones, but every, it, I've, they've only had two, but every time I have a baby, I feel compelled to rewatch Breaking Bad on maternity <laughs> leave. Right. So, uh, right. and that's not true crime, but it's certainly crime. Um, and that's gotten me kind of in the zone a little bit. And I have also, I also spent a lot of time thinking about groups and systems, um, and, what I'm interested in kind of right now specifically is um, kind of crimes that exist in one way in the media and in reality mm-hmm. in another way. So I've been really like um, entrenched in. There's a Netflix series about, uh, it's called Trial by Media, I believe. Oh, I love
0: that it's series. It's really good. Yeah, Really, it's really, really good. good.
1: So I've been very intrigued by like the, that cross section, right, mm-hmm. um, between the public face of a crime and the reality of a crime. Mm-hmm. So you might see me doing a lot of those type of stories as well.
0: Awesome. You yeah. know, it has also been on my mind for a bit. What? Is, um, the kind of more recent critiques of forensic sciences.
1: Oh yeah. Me too.
0: Billy Jensen did a podcast on it. And then more yes, recently, did, daddy. um, fucking podcast, daddy. Um, <laughs> 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 and more recently, uh, you're wrong about did an episode about
1: it did they okay that's really interesting yeah i definitely would recommend uh basically looking into anything billy jensen does but that side project is really really interesting Mm -hmm. really really interesting i um oh here is something systems but also kind of the political angle also canadians because cbc (laughs) podcasts are life And I have been listening to a lot of CBC podcasts because it's really interesting to look at... They're so good. They're really good. And it's so interesting to be able to look at, like, American politics and American culture, like, U.S. culture, like, from, like, a little bit zoomed out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, from the Canadian vantage point. Um, I just finished The Flamethrowers, which is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Really, really good about the history of uh, American talk radio, basically and how it kind of created the current like um kind of republican party essentially it's really interesting
0: behind the bastards secondary podcast daddy robert evans Mm. um also did a couple of episodes on that really interesting stuff Mm. Mm. also uh what was it oh you'd really like i don't know if you've listened to it, it did happen here Uh, I have not listened to that, no. It is about how the Portland punk community kind of took on the emerging white supremacists in Portland.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, so obviously,
0: like, I was obsessed with it.
1: I, Uh, um, my phone's dying. I need to put that in my little podcast app before it dies. Uh, but also, oh, CBC Podcast. There was
0: one, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, it was CBC Podcast about, like, um... A woman who was murdered, a blind woman, and basically the investigation got entirely, like, completely botched because the police did not understand that a blind woman could be independent.
1: Oh, God.
0: Or, like, how blind people win about life.
1: Good gracious.
0: <laughs> They're like, oh, she clearly just walked into this ditch and died because she didn't have her cane. Jeez. And everybody, like, in her that knew her was like,
1: the fuck are you talking about? That's awful and really interesting.
0: Like, oh, where was her handler at the time?
1: And they're like, what?
0: she lived independent. What her
1: handler? Yes, <laughs> my gosh.
0: Yes. So again, like this is my system's brain, like listening mm-hmm. to this and like fucking, ugh, yeah, losing it.
1: That's so interesting. A good job, Canada, for leading the way on podcasts right now. They're really, really good. I think like. I've wanted to talk about some Canadian cases, but I know they're not the Midwest, and I think I just, like, can't let go of that because I grew up five miles away from Canada, so I associate it with the Midwest, even though it's not How the Midwest.
0: How Canadian are we talking about? Because Windsor is basically Detroit Junior. right. Right
1: although way nicer. <laughs> and way It way really nicer. is it's like so once nice. you across the bridge. <laughs> oh my gosh, I will still never forget. That was like 16 years ago, but the freaking french fries at the McDonald's in Windsor right by the bridge. It's like so the best french fries I've ever had. Good. So good. Okay, so we should probably stop now. <laughs> All right, anyway, <laughs> Now that we've gone down that complete tangent,
0: <laughs> you know what? I feel like we just came full circle back to who we really are. Yes.
1: Um, we crime and French fries, baby.
0: Crime and French fries. There was a trauma dump in there. And yes.
1: Welcome Pardon back. Me to the my dump. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Yay! But seriously, though, welcome back, people. We're really glad to be back. Uh, we're really glad to be back together, and um, we hope that you are as excited for Season 2 as we are.
0: Yay! Is that what we're calling it? Season 2? I think that's good.
1: I feel like we should. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So yay okay. for Season 2.
0: Yay for Season 2. All right, we will see you guys soon with mm-hmm. our next actual case. Yes. If this was your first listening experience to mid Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: We sorry. promise we tell really good stories. Just, if you've made it this far... And this is your first time, either you already like us because you know us, or you're weird. Go back and listen to a real story.
0: <laughs> I feel like when we get like this, I have to remind people, like, there's so many degrees flying around between the two. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> but we're like, french fries. <laughs> the french fries in Canada. <laughs> right, have you heard about the french fries in Canada? <laughs> I finished another master's degree right before my life fell apart, but the french fries in Canada... <laughs> Anyoozles. we love you
0: we love you um,
1: oh please shit. come back what eat what is it oh my uh, gosh be nice be nice eat, eat cheese. cheese and we love, we love you, you. <laughs>
0: I know you're like,
1: a doll. <laughs> I, just, I thought you had this tiny. Hands. <laughs> I'm just playing with this Barbie. She's my fidget right now.
0: <laughs> That's, That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> not all of us can have a moonstone. It's fine.
1: I know, right?